Hello, listeners. In this episode of Capital Calls, we welcome two guests from Millennium Bridge Capital, Managing Director Brian Nitt and Principal Garrett Fitzgerald. Millennium Bridge Capital has been a pioneer in the co-investment space since 2004. Their strategy targets the North American lower middle market, primarily focusing on direct and indirect buyout control investments. In this conversation, we explore the keys to Millennium Bridge Capital's long-lasting success and how they've combined traditional PE fund of funds investing with systematic co-investment results to drive more favorable all-in fees than direct fund investing. Enjoy this conversation with our host, Lucas Lin. As a reminder, this is our publicly available interview. The full interview is accessible to accredited investors who are members of Palco. Brian and Garrett, thank you so much for joining us today on Palico Capital Calls. Welcome. Good. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. Wonderful to be here. Of course. I wanted to just talk about Millennium Bridge Capital as a firm. Um, now, you were founded in 2004. You've been active in the North American lower middle market since then. Could you tell us a little bit more about MBC? Yes, absolutely. So our experience of the principals and the, the partners at the firm predates what we did in 2004, what we've been doing for the last 17, 18 years. Our founder of our firm, my, my partner, John Fitzgerald, uh, his experience goes you know, all the way back to the 1980s before we even called it private equity at that time as both a, a lawyer as, as well as an investor. Then for myself, uh, I got started in this in uh, the year 2000, so coming up on my 22nd year. So we brought a lot of experience, expertise, as well as you know, network of relationships and everything to bear when we founded the firm in 2004. Historically, for our firm, we've you know built our platform, our team, our investment strategy all around a, a very large sovereign wealth client, and it's just been recently that we've wanted to take everything that we've done, everything that we've learned and and take it to a much broader audience. So uh, that's kind of what brings us to this point today. We've made some refinements to our strategy over that period of time. Obviously, the markets changed quite a bit and we've adjusted to that. But we've also found areas where our approach to private equity, our approach to the lower middle market in in North America has been refined as well. And, And so we're very excited about refining our strategy and broadening our investor base to a larger group of potential investors. All right. Excellent. Thank you for that intro there. And, you know, I I should mention as well, your current strategy generally tends to invest 50% in co-investments and 50% in funds. Now, what's the rationale behind this kind of structure? I mean, could you talk to a little bit about the advantages of having this structure for MBC? So this approach to getting exposure, getting investments into the lower middle market goes all the way back to our inception. And our thinking was, look, we've got this great series of relationships and experience and everything. We have a good understanding of what's happening out there in the marketplace. It's very large. It's grown a lot over the last 20 years. We can use this to identify the best managers out there and the managers that maybe weren't necessarily the the best performers for the last 10 years, or they were, but who are going to be the best performers for the next 10 years? So our ability to identify those fund managers, especially new managers that are forming new funds or new firms, we had just great access and great ability to, to, to do that. And what that provides us is very good diversification, as well as strong core private equity returns within the portfolio of funds that we create. 
In terms of diversification, we get that from, you know, across different managers, across different industry sectors, vintage years, all those different areas of, of diversification, we think, you know, allows our investors through one access point to get all of that exposure. Then with our ability to, you know, identify and diligence and develop relationships with the best managers out there, we get very good, strong core returns from this diversified portfolio. The second half of our business is doing co-investing or investing directly into companies alongside partners. The real benefit that we get from this is clearly performance. When you look at our historical returns, our, our performance of our portfolio of funds has been very strong, but what's really driven us into the top tier has been the performance of our co-investments. And then it also reduces the fees that our investors pay. In a typical fund of funds, you have to pay two layers of fees, one to the fund of funds manager, and then one to the initial layer of fees to the underlying managers. And in our case, you have to do that as well. But that's only on half of our capital. For the second half of our capital, there's only one layer of fees at a much reduced rate. So when you took the put the two pieces of our business together into a single platform, you get cheaper fees and cheaper carry than you would get investing directly into a, a private equity fund. One of the unique things about our co-investment platform is the fact that we've built it since inception. When we first started, co-investing was very episodic. Some limited partners might do a co-investment here or there as an opportunity to get some additional exposure to a manager and their deals at a lower cost. Our idea was fundamentally very different than that. We wanted to do it in a systematic and very thoughtful way, generate a lot of high-quality co-investment deal flow such that we could be selective and kind of pick and choose our spots and identify you know, the best deals that are coming from, from the best managers. Most of the co-investments we do come from the fund managers that we've invested with. When we understand these firms, we've diligence these firms, we've got great relationships with these firms. So when they bring a deal to us, we're able to discern relatively quickly, you know, does this deal make sense for this lead investor? And not only the firm that's leading the deal, but the individual partners and deal teams within them. So we can match up the strengths with the firms and the deal teams and the partners with the co-investment opportunities that, that are in front of us. And our kind of ability to do that, plus do our own independent additional due diligence on these opportunities has allowed our co-investment portfolio to perform at a very high level. One of the things we track is how well have our co-investments performed relative to the funds that originated them. And pretty consistently, we're not right every single time, but pretty consistently uh, in aggregate, we outperform by you know, 70 to 80%, which gives us confidence that our co-investment team and our platform, their ability to you know, generate these high quality deals and execute on them is really driving the returns of, of our fund. And this works especially well in the, the lower uh, market in private equity where we focus. All right. Thank you, Brian. And, um, you know, I'd like to continue talking about this duality between co-investments and, uh, you know, fund investments in MBC strategy and, uh, you know, specifically focus on the documentation. You know, a lot of investors, they know that um, when you're investing in fund, like the terms are governed by an LPA, a limited partnership agreement. And then when it comes to a co-investment, there's a side letter that goes with that as well. I'm interested in your take. What are the key terms that you like to see in every LPA? And then what are the key terms that um, you, know, you think should be part of every co-investment side letter? Yeah, this is a, an area where I think we're a little unique in the market. We've got uh, a, a lot of lawyers <laughs> at senior levels within our firm that have extensive experience, both in terms of 
fund formation documentation, fund documents, a limited partnership agreements, as well as a direct M&A transactions. So that experience allows us to be highly effective and move very quickly in this area. I'll take the, the fund formation documents first. There's you know roughly 30 plus terms or so that we really focus on that we think are very important. And we want to make sure we have a good understanding. So we call these our key legal threshold items that we focus on. Just an example of some of them in there, you know, what does the key person provision look like, the indemnification provisions, provisions around removing the GP, uh, should something happen there or any bad acts occur, what does the distribution waterfall look like, how can the document be amended, you know, what's the mechanisms for doing that and who can amend it and what type of amendments can be made. What do the fees look like and specifically around fee offsets and other fees or charges that the fund may charge to either us as a limited partner or capital they may take out of the portfolio companies that they own. And then we also spend a fair amount of time looking at the other side letters that that limited partners have in place uh, uh, to make sure that we're, you know, we're basically all on on even ground and we understand the, the deal, the fund and the legal documents in their totality. So uh, it's a fair amount of work we do. Like I said, we, we really do that in-house given the, the legal expertise that we have. Uh, a lot of our partners come from Kirkland and Ellis. Uh, if you're not familiar with that firm, they're the dominant fund formation uh, law firm out there. And that firm and our relationships with them is not only great, great for sourcing investment opportunities and gives us a unique look into these fund managers and how they really operate, but also has given us a lot of uh, skill and expertise to to really understand these complex legal documents that that are around fund formation. Switching over to the co-investment side, uh, typically we'll enter into a a either a limited partnership or an LLC agreement uh, that will be a a co-investment entity that the lead investor will set up. They will control this entity. We certainly have a lot of protective provision rights In some cases, we do have some more affirmative rights, but our goal here when we structure these things is making sure that the general partner and all the co-investors, including us, are are linked together. All of our economics are are pari pursue such that there's no cash leakage to any individual party. We're basically all in this together and we're all out of this together. So that's one category. Another category is making sure that we can properly protect ourselves, whether that be through preemptive rights or the ability to amend any of the illegal documents. We want to make sure that no party, especially the GP, can take any action or make any amendment to the documents that would work against our, our best interest. And then finally, we want to make sure that there's really good disclosure in terms of any fees that anybody's getting out of this, uh, what their roles might be, what governance might look like. And each one of these deals is, is different. They're all very highly customized. And oftentimes they can be heavily negotiated. Uh, but those are some of the key themes that we look for when we're structuring these. We've done, you know, I think we're now you know, probably over 60 co-investments that we've made since 2004. So we've got a lot of ex- expertise and, and skill in doing this to the point now where oftentimes we are brought in on the, the front end uh, before these co-investment agreements are put together so we can just you know kind of set the set the table so to speak before other investors start looking at the documents this was our publicly available portion of our interview with millennium bridge capital the rest of the interview is exclusive to accredited investors who are members of palico 
the extended version covers Millennium Bridge Capital's selection process for co-investment opportunities, and we look at some of their previous deals as well as their historical returns. If you are an accredited investor, you can join Palico for free and listen to the rest of the conversation and other exclusive content like this. Head over to palico.com to apply.